This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, we check in with Mike Frisch from Fish in the Midwest and find out where the hot bites are in the Midwest. Plus, he has to endure his first ever Fast Five. It's all coming up. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Find shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Well, first time this spring, we've had a chance to talk to Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest. Always great to have him on the show. Mike, welcome back. Thanks, Kev. Glad to be with you. So where have you been fishing the first couple weeks of walleye season? Well, Kev, I've actually been spending most of my time um, chasing uh, a variety of fish species, I guess, over on Big Stone Lake. Uh, We've done uh, a really nice TV segment over there on the largemouth bass, and then I also fish walleye league over there as well. So uh, most of my fishing so far has been on Big Stone, um, and the bite has been... Some days it's been good, other days it's been a little tougher. So I guess inconsistent would be the best word so far. Where is Big Stone exactly? So Big Stone is on the Minnesota-South Dakota border. Okay. Um, if, you take a, if you take a look at the, the map, there's the little bump that Minnesota kind of goes out into South Dakota. It seems like it, it's right along that bump. Okay, gotcha. On the bump. <laughs> yes, I should know that by now. It's a, it's a very well-known lake, a very, very effective lake. It is. And, and the, the thing about it, Kev, it's, it's actually, you know, a reservoir. It's 26 miles long and, you know, a fairly narrow body of water. And it, it fishes a lot differently than our traditional, you know, Northwoods country kind of lakes that, that we fish a lot, you know, more in the central part of the state. So it's a shallow fishery, maximum depth about 16 feet. So a lot of the walleye that we catch coming in, you know, water depths of six feet and shallower. And as the name implies, Big Stone, it's got a lot of rock and, um, you know, it's a lot of jig pitching and, and that kind of fishing. 
in general, what are you hearing over in your neck of the woods, Elbow Lake, um, Alexandria area? Well, I'm, I'm starting to hear some better reports on, you know, some of the, the bigger lakes now. Uh, the, the early season bite on the small shallow lakes has actually been pretty good, a little bit better than I expected because, you know, right before opener we had uh, a tremendous series of, of storms came through with some tornadoes and different things and uh, kind of stirred up the water, plus the water was cold. But some of the small shallow lakes produced pretty good on the opener. Now, just in the last few days, some of our bigger, deeper lakes, and you know, the lakes that I kind of call shiner lakes, are, are starting to put out fish now, too. So um, I think the way it's set up this weekend is going to be lights out in the Alexandria area. What's everybody using over there? Well, Kevin, you know, this is jig and minnow country, like mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> up, up in your neck of the woods as well. So that's kind of the standard fare. Uh, the spot tail shiners have been available at times, a little harder to get at other times. So, you know, always a, a jig and a spot tail is good. But uh, to be honest, Kev, on these small, shallow lakes that don't have a tremendous amount of shiners naturally in them, um, fatheads work just as well there. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, uh, guys are throwing a lot more plastics. You know, I throw a, a what's called a rage swimmer, which is a paddle tail on a jig head, and, and catch fish doing that as well. So, but that jig and minnow is still pretty standard for this time of the year. And when those fish slide maybe a little deeper when a front comes through, then a you know a traditional roach rig with a spot tail shiner out on the break line still catches them as good as anything this time of the year. You know, jig and minnow is is definitely where it's at here. We of course didn't have ice go out up this way till within a week of the opener on a lot of lakes uh but the bite has been good weather's been horrible <laughs> but the bite has been <laughs> has been really good uh for, for walleyes and and so i expect the memorial day weekend is going to be great yeah and that, that's what i'm what i'm seeing too kev you know like i said it, it was a little bit of a slow start and i think actually i think those fish would have bit pretty well on opening weekend around here had we not had the you know the violent windstorms that we had on that thursday and friday um because it seemed like as soon as the water kind of settled down a little bit even though it was cold the fish started to bite almost immediately so like you said i think in our area here too in the alexander area i think we're set up for a great great weekend one of the things we didn't get to do very much of prior to the opener was our typical week or two of uh, you know pan fishing because the lakes just didn't open up in time. So I see a lot of people actually, when the walleyes go, get slow for a little bit, they go and try some panfish because um, they haven't had that opportunity yet. Yeah, that's exactly it, Kevin. In fact, I'm on my way over to Big Stone uh, now to do a little more TV work. And one of the cool things about Big Stone is it's got a really, really good population of big bluegills. And when I'm talking big, you have a legitimate chance at an over 10 incher. Um, every day on Big Stone, and there's a uh, developing crappie population, too. We're actually hopefully going to chase some of those a little bit later today as well, and uh, like you said, it's maybe a little bit later than normal, but right now I think this weekend is going to be peak for the panfish bite, too, so a um, lot, lot, lot of good going on in the fishing world right now. I don't know uh, about your area, but certainly in our area, I have seen uh, the younger generation of anglers, the guys that are now in their 30s and 40s, and, and of course, then the ones even younger than that, they're all much more open-minded as far as going for different species. They're not locked into walleyes all the time or bass all the time. They just they want to try what's hot, and I think that's great for the fishing industry. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Kev. I think it's it's. I, I think your um, analysis is spot on, and I agree with that. That it's great, and uh, you know the thing about it is, is the, these young kids, a lot of them are really good with their electronics, and you know that bodes well. You know, there's a lot of guys right now that are uh, using side vision and side imaging technologies now to to see these fish. You know, these walleyes as they move up on these sand flats. Um, to feed on shiners, these guys are, you know, running those areas and quickly finding fish and then pitching jigs to them. And then they're the same guys that when the crappies move up, you know, they'll go in the shallow and, and, and get on the crappies. And then in the summer, um, when the walleye bite gets tough, the same group of guys will switch over and chase largemouth. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's good for the industry. I think it's good for the fisheries because it spreads the, the pressure around a little bit. And these guys are outstanding anglers too because, you know, when you can fish a jig and a minnow for walleyes, you can probably fish a, you know, a, a jig and a worm for a largemouth too. It just makes you be a, you know, a better, more versatile angler. Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, my guest today. Got a lot more to cover with Mike, including his first ever fast by. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Mike Frisch of Fish in the Midwest is my guest today. When we went to break, we were talking about how more and more anglers are getting more and more diverse. And Mike, it's starting to definitely change, you know, the way uh, a sporting goods store and even a, you know, a, a tackle manufacturer or a, a rod and reel manufacturer have to approach their inventory because there's guys, you know, they're not so heavily involved in that walleye bait. They, they need more stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's where... You know, I, I think we're seeing more and more of the, you know, the, the tackle retailers adjusting where, you know, used to be rows and rows of walleye jigs. Well, there's some rows of walleye jigs, but now there's a lot of bass, you know, plastics as well and, and hard baits, crankbaits for, for bass and, and multi-species as well. And, uh, you know, one of the baits that I'm seeing and using a lot is um, some of the Mr. Crappie plastic baits. And, you know, those baits are getting popular as well because... Not only are the are the guys you know using plastics for bass, but a small panfish plastic cast and retrieve is proven to be a deadly way to catch crappies this time of the year too. So yeah, it's it's forcing the retailers to expand their their operations or their inventory, but it's also opening up new markets as well, and and that's always good. From your perspective as as a host of uh, fishing the Midwest and also uh, running the School of Fish. Have you seen an uptick of interest in fishing the last couple of years that I've anecdotally heard about? Yeah, I have, Kev. It seems like, um, you know, our school of fish classes, we've had some of the, uh, in fact, this year we've had three events with over 45 kids in them, wow. um, which is, you know, kind of record numbers for us. So, yeah, we're, we're seeing record numbers, um, but I'm also seeing it out on the water. I mean, the lakes are getting a lot of pressure. 
um, you know, that's good. I mean, I'm always happy to, to see people fishing, but again, you know, that makes selective harvest important. And, um, but the other part of it too, is the fact that they're multi-species anglers, a lot of the next generation, um, spreads the pressure around, you know, and, and that's what we need. Um, because our, our fisheries do, we do need to take care of them as well. Absolutely. Um, and, and of course, uh, as more people get into pad fishing, that's, uh, that makes that, uh, that initiative by the Minnesota DNR that much more important if we want to have good, strong, uh, big bluegills and crappies. Yeah, that's exactly it, Kevin. You know, one of the things that um, sometimes our, our, our DNR gets uh, maybe beat on, I guess, for lack of a better term, by, by some folks for some of the decisions that they make. But, uh, you know, they, they try to take into account the science. And if we're going to rely on, you know, information to make decisions around our natural resources, I'd like it to be the science, you know. Mm-hmm. And the science says that if we uh, lower harvest on some of these lakes, that we're going to have bigger bluegills and, and bigger crappies. And who doesn't want that, you know. I mean, um, like I said, I go to Big Stone because you got have a chance at a legitimate 9, 10, 11-inch bluegill. There's not much that pulls harder than a 10-inch bluegill. I mean, it, it's flat-out fun to catch them. And, so, yeah, you know, taking care of the resources is so important. Well, and, and we've seen a number of lakes here had, you know, the experimental five fish regs, and the results were outstanding. So uh, I expect down the road, a couple more years, we'll start to really see the positives from this new uh, initiative. Well, and I, I agree 100%, Kev, where I think we're going to see the positive results. And the other thing, too, is... Uh, I truly believe that as a whole, the angling crowd, um, we're adaptable people. I mean, people are going to adapt to the five fish limit, um, you know, just like on, on Upper Red Lake and some of our other bigger bodies of water where it's a four fish walleye limit. You know, people adjust and adapt and get used to it and life goes on. And if it's better for the fisheries, it's better for all of us. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about fishing the Midwest. Now, you're going to, to, to do some B-roll and, and other things like that and um, uh, on Big Stone, but as the year rolls on, do you have a map of, of what you're going to feature this year that then will be aired next year, or is it, do, you, do you base it on what's hot and what you're hearing about? Well, we, we have a basic map, a roadmap of things we want to, you know, accomplish. There's some commitments that, that we have sponsor-wise that, you know, we, we have to get taken care of and some destinations uh, that we work with where we're going to go, you know, for sure. But we also like to keep some flexibility in our schedule because, um, you know, as things change or, or peak bites pop up, you know, we want the flexibility to be able to go and get on that. For example, uh, one of the bites that we're going to try in the next couple days is um, the Masters Walleye Circuit was on Big Stone this past weekend, and there was some several bags of five fish over 20 pounds, which is huge when you consider a five fish limit with only two overs. And those fish came by guys pulling um, crankbaits and also spinners over the top of emerging pondweed. Um, that's something that we would like to, you know, um, feature on TV. So we're going to try to get in on that bite. That's one that we really hadn't planned on. But like I said, it's a hot bite and it's a technique that as we see clearer and clearer waters across the Midwest, we're going to see more weeds. And I think as walleye anglers, we're going to have to adjust. And so we want to show this technique on TV. 
I always think your story is an interesting one, Mike, and because I know you started out as a as a teacher and a coach, and then the next, you know, as life went on, uh, guiding, and now you're a multimedia superstar in the fishing industry. But I think you have similar skill sets, right? I mean, you got to communicate in the classroom, and you had to communicate in the school of fish, and you got to communicate when you're uh, on TV. Yeah, I, I really think. Kevin, and I appreciate your kind words. I, I don't know as I'd go so far as superstar. I'm not <laughs> sure that we have superstars in the fishing business. But anyway, I appreciate it. But, yeah, Kev, for me, it really it comes down to being, you know, a lifelong educator. And um, I was, you know, born and raised the son of an educator. Um, I've got a couple kids who are going to be educators, are educators now, so it's kind of in our blood. But like you said, guiding is teaching school of fish is teaching and really tv is teaching as well and you know i've been fortunate to have spent a lot of time on the water with you know how i could name lots of really really good anglers but one in your neighborhood Dwayne peterson i've learned as much about fishing and probably more about life from Dwayne, um and just having the ability to share some of the knowledge and the skills that i've learned from people like that has been a blessing for me He's Mike Frisch of Fish in the Midwest, my guest today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We've got a lot more to come with Mike, including his first ever Fast Five, next. I'm Bill Rosedale, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu My guest today is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest. And Mike... The fishing the Midwest chapter of your life is an interesting one, and in that I, you know I'm sure if you go back to your early days of teaching and even guiding, you probably didn't see that one coming. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I I did not see that coming at all. Um, and, and you know it's it's interesting because you know at one time the, you know the guiding was really important to me. Um, tournament fishing at one time was really really important to me. And I always liked the the excitement and, uh, you know, kind of the adrenaline flow of uh, tournament morning when you're waiting to take off. But the cool thing is I still feel that when, when we're getting ready to get on the water to film TV as well. So, you know, it's it's not quite as maybe intense or competitive, but you still want to do your best and, and catch good fish and, 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 you know, get a good show. Um, so... Again, you're you're filming now for uh, a season that actually will start in the winter, right? Well, Kev, we're actually now have some episodes coming up um, here during second quarter in June, like that Big Stone Largemouth show that I referenced is going to air coming up in June. We haven't decided the exact week yet, uh, but we're also going to have a couple other shows that we're putting together that um, are going to, you know, be filmed and air within you know a couple weeks and but that's just during the month of june on on valley sports north Uh, but those shows are also will also be part of our regular run uh next winter as well so this is kind of a bonus for our viewers where you know we can we can show some stuff that just happened and get it on tv right away 
Do you have any other uh, things going on besides the TV show? Not really. You know, um, our school of fish season, Kev, I should say, maybe I shouldn't have said not really because we have been really busy with school of fish. We've had an outstanding spring. Um, we've had 400-plus kids through our program already, and we've got – you know, about a dozen more schools coming up. So we could look at record numbers. So we've been busy with that, too. And, again, you know, that's part of part of um, my career that I really enjoy because I like working with kids, and if I can share my passion and some of my knowledge for fishing, um, at the same time, that's even better. And, and a lot of that stuff is done through um, um, community education programs, correct? Yeah, yeah. Community Ed has been our biggest, um, supporter, you know, we kind of bring our program to them. Uh, basically, they schedule the date, get the kids there, and we do everything else. So it's worked out really well to work through community ed. We were in South Dakota. We were actually in winter South Dakota over the weekend, and we had uh, 51 kids out there for a couple 4-H groups. So there's some other opportunities, too, but in the state of Minnesota, community ed has been a really good fit for us. Well, certainly our show has expanded to a few different markets. And, of course, with podcasting, we can be heard anywhere. So when is the next School of Fish? So our next School of Fish now, we do have a little bit of break with Memorial Day weekend. But we, we in June, we go to, I believe it's New Brighton on June 9th. And then um, we go to Lakeville, I believe it's the 14th. So, um, And then after that, we're in St. Cloud. We've got another one in mid-June in Stewartville, Minnesota as well. So... Uh, we, we've got some coming up. We've here's if there's some community ed folks that are listening to the show, thinking that might be something they'd like to offer. How do they get started in that process? They Kev, can simply drop me a shoot me an email at schooloffish at outlook dot com. Schooloffish at outlook dot com. Uh, they can shoot me an email, and I will send them our information packet, class description, and, and kind of walks them through how how we get this going. So, yeah, pretty simple. Well, as we get ready for the uh, long holiday weekend, uh, what would you tell us we should have in the boat, and where should we start? Well, Kev, I, I would I would say to have three rods rigged. If I'm and I'm going to chase walleyes this weekend, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of gear it that way. But um, I would have a you know a traditional jig and live bait setup of you know a fireball jig with a spot tail shiner, or I like to stand up fireball too. Um, I'm going to have that rigged on run, one rod. I'm going to use six-pound fluorocarbon, and that's going to be a rod that I'm going to use for pitching. I'm going to have a little bit heavier jig on braided line with a uh, rage swimmer, and then I'm going to have a roach rig rod, you know, a slip sinker live bait rod. And what I'm going to do is if I'm on a heavy shiner-based lake, I'm going to start on the first drop-off but actually search the flats up inside that drop-off and try to find those aggressive fish that are up on the flats chasing shiners. If we get a front comes through or I can't find good numbers up shallow, then I'll get on that, say, that 9 to 15, 16-foot break line and use, use the roach rig and a spot tail shiner as well. Um, if I end up fishing a smaller, shallower lake, that's where the jig and the plastic really comes into play. But, on you know, I, I, um, I'll spend some time on some of our bigger, deeper lakes, so I'll be pitching that shiner quite a bit. Okay. Good words from Mike Frisch. And before we wrap it up, it's time to learn a little bit more about Mike. He, uh, he has been, he's been warned that he's going to have to do the <laughs> Fast Five. Are you All ready right. for the Fast Five? No, but let's try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. 
past five. Did I stutter? Question number one. What is your favorite fish to catch? Smallmouth bass. Question number two. What is your favorite fish to eat? Why? What is your favorite movie? Oh, boy. Uh, 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it's an oldie. <laughs> it is, yeah. All right, question number four. The best pizza topping? Pepperoni. Oh, yeah, old school, baby. And question yeah. number five. This is one I'm, I'm most interested in. Alabama or ACDC? ACDC all day. Good for you. All right. <laughs> well, you survived your first fast five. Good, good. I'm happy to hear it. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I have a whole list of like 100 questions, so next time around you're going to have to face a whole new set. All right. Sounds good. I'm ready. Well, I won't be ready, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, love having you on the show. Thanks for all the great insight today, and have a good time over on Big Stone. It sounds good, Kev. Thanks, Al. We appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Take care, man. Another great show in the books, if I may say so myself. And I may because it's my microphone. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Now we're going fishing. <laughs> Fun, <by the laughs> country.